W263AI Murfreesboro. W270AF Murfreesboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Alrighty, folks, welcome back in. Right now, the time 8.14 as we kick off the action line now and a good start to the day. Nice and cool out there for us. And uh, we're just chatting off air with our first two guests this morning. Joining us in studio, Jessica Wachek and Sharon DeBoer. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. So we were just talking about how, how lucky we are this time of the year to be able to do some of these outside events. And, um, you know, that seems to be the ticket right now is if you can if you can plan these events outside and, and get people spread out a little bit and wear those masks, we can... We can still do these fun things and, uh, you know, enjoy people and community and all that good stuff. So that was uh, where we were going to start our conversation today as we're joined with, uh, again, Jessica Wachek and Sharon DeBoer from the Child Advocacy Center. Now, we're going to talk about the Light Up the Night event and kind of let folks know about that. That's going to be tonight. But I wanted to start off for folks who don't know, if you ladies would just tell us a little bit about what you do with the Child Advocacy Center and uh, what you guys are all about. What does the day-to-day look like? The Child Advocacy Center works as a team with Department of Children's Services, law enforcement, and the District Attorney's Office to respond to child abuse cases, emergency child abuse cases. We respond every day as a team, and we work as a team. Department of Children's Services protects children. Law enforcement investigates the crime and arrests perpetrators. The District Attorney's Office aggressively prosecutes offenders. And what we do at the Child Advocacy Center is we do a legally defensible forensic interview of a child victim. We sit with a family, work with a family on community resources to help their child heal from the trauma, and we help families rebuild their shattered lives. You can imagine if you went home today and your child or your grandchild told you that someone in your life that you trust had sexually abused them. It is devastating to families. And so what we're about doing is helping families rebuild their shattered lives. So we're referring people to counseling, to private therapists, to the guidance center. We are working with that family through the criminal prosecution of the case. And we work as a team and all of our partners that we work with are outstanding. We really have an outstanding team. Jessica, would you like to add to that? I think she pretty much covered it. <laughs> we Sharon's well, been doing this for over 20 years, just working with, with victims, and we're really grateful to have her as our director. We also work with um, individual groups in the community to train them on how to recognize children that are being sexually abused so we train you know murfreesboro city school teachers rutherford county school teachers daycares um nonprofit agencies like boys and girls club on how to recognize signs and symptoms of child sexual abuse and then how to report that crime 
And in short, I, I know we have a couple things to cover this morning, but what are some of those signs? And if you know, how do, how do people approach that? What is the best way to approach that? Do you go right to the family member or a person and say something? Is it something you start with law enforcement? Do they start with you guys? In the state of Tennessee, everyone is a mandatory reporter. So if you suspect that a child is being abused, you have a legal obligation to make a report. And those reports are made to the Department of Children's Services. You can also report to local law enforcement. They will respond to that call too. But they will be forced to, they have to call Department of Children's Services as well. And so so really it's probably better to start there. And so clearly helping children and and helping families is a passion of yours. You said you've been doing this for over 20 years. Yes. Uh, Jessica, tell us a little bit about your background. How long have you been with the Child Advocacy Center? Well, I've been with the CAC um, 10 years now, this August. Uh, My background is nowhere near. uh, Very different from mine. (laughs) Very different from Sharon's. Um, I'm an accountant and from New Jersey, and I came here just looking for a simple bookkeeping job, you know, just to be a stay-at-home mom, and I ended up having a a wonderful career with Sharon at the CAC, and um, I have evolved and have become such an advocate for children. Um, when she says about learning the signs and taking this um, the darkness to light training, it is a huge impact on the way you parent. I have two children, and this is an eye-opener, and I think that's what has kept me here. This is not a job for me. This is more of a, of a, of a life mission now just to inform parents. You know, it's, it's the, way, the, the way you parent, the way you talk to your children, the way you open the communication lines, all these things. I have learned working at the CAC, and I'm a huge advocate for it now. The biggest thing with your kids is you want your children to talk to you. And so the way to get your children to talk to you is from the time they are little kids, talk to them and really listen when they talk to you. Because children will tell us that they told their parent they were sexually abused, and the parent doesn't know. Because they talk in kid language. They say, I hate Uncle Jimmy. I, I don't want to be, don't be late when you pick me up after practice, mom. You can't be late. You know, and what we do as parents is we don't ask the next question. We don't say, well, what happens when I'm late? You know, and so those are the kinds of things that, that we teach people in the darkness to light training that is really outstanding. I guess we want to put ourselves out of business and we feel like Definitely. the darkness to light yes. training, if we can train parents how to protect their children from sexual abuse, then we can put ourselves out of business and we'll have less children in our community who are being sexually abused. And I think it's working. Um, we have seen an increase of referrals since we started the training, you know, so that means that people are, are opening their eyes. It's not as they're not seeing it as taboo. You know what I'm saying? And they're, they're okay with actually reporting it and talking about it with their children. Our guest this morning, you just heard from Jessica Watchek, also Sharon DeBoer joining us in studio. Uh, let's talk about the Darkness Delight program a little bit. So you mentioned uh, Boys and Girls Club employees, teachers, parents, uh, people who work around and around kids a lot. This could be a good program for them. But is this a program that anybody could benefit from? Really, anyone yeah, any, can anyone. Be- benefit. Well, when we first started, for about a year, we trained professionals who work with children, and we really focused on professionals. And then we started training parents and grandparents. So we go to PTO meetings and um you know, lots of places, churches, women's groups, men's groups. And what we find with this training is it's eye-opening for parents to realize that they can protect their child from abuse by just doing some simple things like 
you know, paying attention to who, who your children are with and making sure that and asking your child, you know, what happened when you went when you spent the night at your friend's house and was there anything that happened that mom needs to know about? Um, you know, we see cases every day where a child spends a night with their friend and the friend's parent sexually abuses them. And so, you know, just asking our kids questions and keeping those lines of communication open are critical. One thing that I noticed also is for the non-parents, because you said, you know, do you have to be, who would benefit the most? Um, as a non-parent, sometimes you have a relationship with maybe a small cousin, you know, nephews. You don't necessarily have to have children. But one of the things that this training teaches you is basically how to respond, what to ask and what not to ask, most importantly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Where to report, how to report. You know, and all those things are, are, are important for us to know as non-parents. Um, another good thing that we're doing with the list is that we are training a lot of these students that are in MTSU that are going to be tomorrow's teachers. Mm-hmm. And these, these education professionals, all these um, students that are going to be working in the child development field. And that is another great positive mm-hmm. uh, partnership that we have with MTSU that these these kids, when they graduate, they already have gone through this training. And what age group are we talking about? Is it young? Is it teenagers? Is it you know, middle school? What what age? Is it all ages? I kids? was shocked when I started at how young the children are. We have seen children sexually abused who are infants. We interview children who are typically um, three years old until 18. We want children that may have developmental issues or, um, you know, those kind of issues. We have interviewed adults who have developmental issues that um, are maybe the age of a, developmentally the age of a 10 year old. We would interview the adults that are those ages too. Um, but primarily we see kids three to 13. Now we see all ages, but we primarily see three to 13. And then where's the Child Advocacy Center located here in Murfreesboro? Is this something people stop by or do they usually call you guys, reach out online? What they do is they make a report to Department of Children's Services, and all of our cases come through Department of Children's Services. And so they would go online to the 1-800 number for Department of Children's Services and they make If a they call. do want to volunteer or if they want to do a donation or speak to one of our staff members, we encourage them to call. Um, we work with child victims all day. So we, per, we uh, protect their privacy. So... If they, somebody wants to come to the center or wants to take a tour or anything like that, we just encourage them to call our number 615-867-9000. And we do tours all the time. You know, we just have to make sure that everything is scheduled just to um, make sure that that child and that family has the privacy that they need. And I think it, was, it might have been last time you guys were on. was uh, It might have been about a year ago, but I know we, we spoke with you guys. And one of the things that they talked about was... Um, for a lot of people, for things like this, it's a hard thing to report. You don't you don't want to do that, but it you know can save somebody's life, change somebody's life for the better. What would you say to somebody who is is maybe hesitant to make a report or hesitant to reach out and look into what you guys are doing, hesitant to ask a few questions because it's very uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable thing to say. I suspect there this person could be doing something harmful to a child. 
But what would you what would you tell that person? I would tell that person that our team that works with child abuse and child sexual abuse victims are extensively trained. And so they know how to tell when someone's telling the truth or a lie. Law enforcement in particular are trained on that, on how to tell when people are telling the truth or not. And so by making that report, that doesn't mean that anything is going to happen. That means it's going to be investigated. And the team that does that investigation is outstanding. And so I would encourage them. The thing about it is, with a lot of child sexual abuse cases, people have suspicions and do nothing. And that is the real problem for kids. You know, people see things and think, you know, something seems weird about that. And they don't make a report. And we want to really encourage people to report and to know that that team is outstanding and they will decipher what has happened in this situation. All right. In studio with us this morning, you just heard from Sharon DeBoer, also Jessica Watchek joining us. And um, wanted to ask you ladies just a little bit about the Light Up the Night event coming up. So this is a way the community can be a part of what you guys are doing, learn more about you guys, help support what you guys are doing. Uh, tell us, and that's going to be tonight. So tell us a little bit more about that. It is going to be at the Oakland's Mansion tonight, starting at six o'clock. Um, we are encouraging our guests to wear white to light up the night, um, just to shine the light on the issue of child abuse. Um, we are going to um, be encouraging our guests to wear masks, um, to social distance. We have we're taking um, enough precautions, spreading everybody uh, around the, the the mansion for we could avoid crowding. So it we are. I'm confident. I'm confident it's going to be a safe environment for everybody to come out, have a drink, have some food, um, and dance. That's why I'm going. I want to dance. So <laughs> <laughs> She's going to start the Congo I'm line. Gonna, I'm going to start the Congo line. I'm going to request Gloria Stefan, and we're going to do the Congo line. Um, <laughs> and then, so what are what are the ages for this event? Is this something more for families, for parents, what adults? For adults? It's, most, it's an adult it's, event. It's an adult event. We are going to be having cocktails, so we don't encourage for any children or anybody under the age of 21. All righty, and then tell us a little bit more about uh, how did this event come to light? How did you guys decide to do this? What was the reasoning for oh, that? Oh, we started this Darkness to Light program. We didn't have any funding for it, and so we said, how are we going to fund this thing? And that's how it started. We, we didn't have any grant funding at that point, but we knew we wanted to do it. And it's really been exciting to us. To, it started to watch four this. years ago, five years ago? Yeah, I think five. this is the fourth annual. It was five years ago because we didn't <laughs> we didn't have it, it last, last year. year. Yes, I know, and it's a it's a comeback. You know, we're kind of excited about it because we had to cancel last year due to COVID. Um, but I guess five years ago, what committee came out and we wanted to fund the darkness to light. So, darkness to light, and then we just light up the night. Um, so I don't. This is just a play on words, I guess. And um, dress uh, dressing all in white. Da, da, da. That's the fun part about it, I think. <laughs> so the Darkness to Light program, this is helping fund that, helping helping make that available to the community. Now, if somebody wants to run through that program, is that something they pay for? Is that free? No, for free. This is a free training. We, um, we are grateful because we do have some funding um, through the state to have this grant. And through the United uh, Way. Uh, and through the United Way to provide these trainings for free. Um, if you go to other places or if you actually just visit their website to take the training, it costs $10. Um, so we're fortunate enough to find the funding because we feel that nobody should pay for this information. That's how valuable it is. And everybody should have this information. 
All righty, ladies. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll wrap up and uh, get that information out there again for the folks. Let them know just a little bit more how they can reach out to you guys, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll be right back in just a few minutes. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-80s. North winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies, alone near 57. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 55. Good morning. Traffic still moving right now, 24 and through the Hickory Hollow area. As you continue towards Nashville, lots of radar scattered up and down. Sections of I-24 this morning, especially in parts of Coffee County. Make sure you slow it down if you're headed to Manchester. Oktoberfest and Obrey Gatlinburg. It's happening September 24th through October 31st. Food, fun, lots of music. Check it out online at obreygatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. During these hot summer days, nothing tastes better than a cold, refreshing salad. Demas's restaurants offer a chicken salad that is served within a pineapple with a bed of lettuce beside of it that is crispy with our homemade dressings. It is a treat for those hot days just to be cool and refreshing. We encourage you to come and try Demas's restaurant at 1115 Northwest Broad Street. That's Demas's restaurants. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We specialize in every instrument that the local musician needs at prices comparable or better than online prices. We do guitar repairs and setups, lessons for every instrument from strings to keyboards to drums. We are your local music store. You need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. True American hero, Norm Elzier. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. Your basic training, what was that time period? Took quite a while because after we went to uh, the classroom study, then we had to go up to Apalachicola, Florida, where we took aerial gunnery training and we flew in AT-6s with a 30 caliber machine gun and shooting at that target. The bullets were painted colors and they could tell who shot what. From there, they sent us off to a mechanic school in Shepherdville, Texas. From there, they sent us to a gunnery school again. It was strictly shooting a 50 caliber at a moving target way down range. From there, we went to California where we joined our bomber crew. Well, Norm, when you shipped out, what was that like? It wasn't too good. The planes, they were all brand new planes and they were supposed to fly over to Italy. The trouble was the ground officers decided they were going to fly too, so out of the six gunners, two of us had to go by boat. 
and we drew straws. And I was fortunate enough <laughs> to, to draw one of the boat straws. Took nine days to go across the Atlantic and would storm almost all the time. In fact, I came off the boat in a stretcher because I was standing watch on deck uh, three times a day and, and I got sick. Norm Elzir. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. On air, online, and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. folks welcome back in 832 the time and it is a cool 60 out the door for us a good start to the day ladies you were just outside is it still like perfect it's chilly perfect yeah that chilly to me chilly for me is good (laughs) we got short sleeves chilly (laughs) and it looks like you're dressed a little more for the fall weather with the longer (laughs) sleeves so i uh yeah that i i'm i'm a fall guy you wouldn't know it today because i'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt but uh you know, generally the long sleeve and the and the pants is, is comfy for me. I grew up up north, so that's like you know, ten months out of the year is cold for us. So, kind of kind of makes me reminds me of home a little bit. But uh, we're talking about the Child Advocacy Center today. Our guests Jessica Watchek and Sharon DeBoer. And uh, one of the things we were mentioning is the um, the big event tonight, the Light Up the Night, which is going to be six o'clock. Yep. And tickets are still available. Yes, you can either buy them online or at the door. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the prices are 100 per person, or if you come with a guest or come as a couple or with somebody, it's 175, I believe. Yes. Awesome. There's going to be food, drinks, food, dancing. Drinks. So we have be... our community really just showed up with donations and sponsorships that were able to provide a, a, a different array of foods, you know, um, and. I think we're going to have enough to, to feed everybody tonight. All right. Oh, I think we're going to have plenty of food. <laughs> we are known for our food at the Child Advocacy Center. Yes. We, we like food. So as we catch folks on their way to work or you know on their way to school, that sort of thing, remind us again what this event's for. If they're just jumping in and they're just catching the back half of this interview, um, there's going to be food, drinks, music. This is a 21 and older event. It's going to start tonight at 6 o'clock. But tell us what this money goes for. What, what is it fueling? And, and tell us a little bit more about the Darkness Delight program. The funds raised from the party tonight, the light up the night, end of the summer party, are used to fund services for child abuse victims and the Darkness to Light Child Abuse Prevention Program. And that's a free program, so that's what this is all about, being able to get that information out there and having that available for whoever. And you guys were kind of making note of this, that you know anybody and everybody could benefit from this program because, let's be honest, we all see kids every day. Exactly. Even if you don't have kids, even if you you know live under a rock, you go outside, you, you go out in the community, there's, there's children and kids around. So this is something that would be beneficial really for anybody. I believe so. I think everybody could take some some information out of this you know and not it's just eye-opening and even just in conversation you know like i said for the non-parents you know just know what to say or not to say when a child comes up to you because you could be that trusted individual to that child you know it's all they're going to go to whoever they trust and um it may not be your child it may be somebody else's child so it's just good information to have like i said it, it changed the way i parent 
And tell us how, how, again, how do you find this information? How do you sign up for the class? Is it done online? You can call us at the Child Advocacy Center, and we can either tell you an existing training that you can attend, or we can schedule a training for your church or your civic organization. Our phone number is 615-867-9000. You could also look us up on Facebook. We're at cacrutherford.org. You can send us a message there. Um, I know Carrie on our staff, she does our T2Ls training. She's really on top of all all of the messaging and um you could also look us up on our website which is csc um there is a if you want more information about the training and it's after office hours you could go ahead and plug in your name your email um where you want the training there's a form online that you could go ahead and on our website on our website and somebody could follow up with you all right you can also get your tickets to light up the night on our website you go to org and you uh, click the events and, and click light up the night. Yep, that's All where our right. tickets are there for tonight. So you guys cover Rutherford County, but it, and anybody can use this program, right? So if somebody yes. lives maybe in Nashville or lives on the outskirts, maybe somebody lives in another state completely, is this something they can utilize? And if not, are there other resources like this out there for, for different parts of the country? And, you know, because if anybody, if people have family and, uh, you know, that are spread out, all over the place this could be something good for them as well all the child advocacy centers in the state got together and we researched these programs to figure out what we were going to implement and so this is being implemented across the state by all the child advocacy centers so anyone in another county can attend a training as well they just contact their local child advocacy center all righty. Well, ladies, any final thoughts this morning? Uh, time's flown by, but uh, I think Jessica's going to talk up. about the food and the sponsors. Well, and- I just want to say thank you to our sponsors because really, without them and without the our, the rest local restaurants, the local community, we we can't really put this together. And I just want to take one moment just to thank them, to, especially the Oakland's Mansion, because they have really put themselves available to us for the past years and. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing to work with, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, location to have such an event. Um, Bridgestone, Michael Busey State Farm, uh, Middle Tennessee Emergency Physicians, Redstone Federal Credit Union, Adiant, MMC Pediatrics, Kim Eyeshot with Claiborne and Taylor Insurance, um, Steve Fushar with Job Hast- um, Job Hastings and Associates, um, Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty. FNM Bank, John Josh Hawkins, um, Doctor Doctor and Miss Mitch and Jennifer Polias, uh, Stanley Chiropractic, Seasons of Renewal, Dana Womack with State Farm, um, former Mayor Ernest and Peggy Burgess, Smyrna Auto Wash, Kiwanis of Murfreesboro, Wilson Bank and Trust, uh, Mr. and Miss Carl and Susie Blair, Pinnacle Financial Partners, Magnolia Medical Center. Mayday Brewery, if Mayday got involved, you know it's going to be a good party, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay, so <laughs> we got Chick-fil-A giving some um, crumble cookies. Crumble cookies are amazing. Um, Slick Pig Barbecue, Primrose Table, The Alley on Main, which is another great one, Slimply Pure Sweets, um, Fat Guy's Barbecue, and then Mickey's Motors is going to make it really easy for all these ladies with high heels uh, not to walk across the lawn, and they gave us a, a nice... Um, golf cart that were so you will have a way to get to the parking lot to the party without getting those heels into the into the crest <laughs> <laughs> all the things women think about for a party <laughs> that's that's something i guess uh guys don't got to think about but i imagine you sink right in with those high heels <laughs> yes, yes you, you do. do yes you do you think about everything you know <laughs> 
All righty. Well, ladies, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up? And I uh, just wanted to thank you again. And uh, you guys are always welcome. So looking forward to having you on again soon. Well, we really enjoy coming on WGNS. You all have been incredible supporters of the Child Advocacy Center for the last 21 years, and we're grateful. All righty, guys. Get those tickets. The big event tonight, the Light Up the Night, 6 o'clock. It is a 21 and over. There will be drinks, food, dancing, golf carts, as we just learned. So <laughs> uh, a little bit of everything. But that was Jessica Wachek and Sharon DeBoer joining us this morning. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to take another quick timeout. We'll be back in just a few minutes as we're talking about the 14th annual Depot Days in Smyrna. That's coming up. We'll talk about it when we come back. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration1MiddleTennessee.com Locally and veteran owned. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. WGNS! Our family at Demas' Restaurant are proud to support local emergency responders who put their lives on the line for our community each and every day. This is Peter Demas, and here is this week's Demas's Emergency Responder of the Week. Helping citizens in every way possible is a good description of Rutherford County Sheriff's Deputy Austin Watson. A stranded motorist had a flat tire. The woman and her child were unsuccessful on a hot summer day of changing that tire. And then suddenly, Deputy Watson came to her rescue. When you check his files, he has a long record of helping others. Thank you, Rutherford County Sheriff's Deputy, Austin Watson. When you see a firefighter, police officer, paramedic, or telecommunicator going the extra mile, let WGNS know, and we at Demas's Restaurant will salute them as the Emergency Responder of the Week. WGNS, Murfreesboro! Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and online at WGNSRadio.com means that you can listen to us anywhere. AM, FM, FM, online. Alrighty guys, welcome back in. Right now the time 8.43 and a good start to the day for us. Right now 61 out the door, a nice cool start. And uh, we welcome in now our next guest as we're chatting about the 14th annual Depot Days in Smyrna. And it is Andrea Bassan. Good morning. 
Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All righty. So thanks for coming in and joining us today and uh, telling us a little bit more about Depot Days. So um, I'm a transplant, so I've been here for a couple years. I have not been over to the Depot Days yet, so I'm going to be learning with our listeners just as we have this conversation. But uh, the 14th Annual Depot Days is coming up. And um, for folks who haven't been, tell us a little bit more about the event. And a good place to start is it is free to attend. Well, the the funny thing, Nick, I'm also a transplant. My husband and I recently moved to Smyrna. We have so many great friends and uh, people that we love, businesses that we frequent. And um, I heard about this event and signed up to get involved and do all I can to help. Depot Days is going to be Friday night, September 24th from 6 to 830 We'll have a classic car show. We'll have live music, beer garden, wine tasting, uh, all kinds of fun stuff to do Friday night. And then Saturday, the 25th from 10 to 4. We'll also have 70 plus vendors. Uh, it could be a lot more than that. We've got s several coming in. If you uh, have a business you want to market or you want to join us for Depot Days, we still have booth rental rentals available. Um, but of course, we'll have two stages with live music performances. Celebration Records is bringing a bunch of their artists uh, to perform for us. Uh, beer garden, wine tasting, food trucks, um, all kinds of family fun and activities. It's going to be a great weekend in Smyrna. All righty. And you mentioned this is a family-friendly event, so bring the kids, bring everybody. Bring everyone. This is, uh, this is just a great time. Come celebrate all the businesses and the people of Smyrna that make our community so great. Um, it's, been a, it's been a big event in the past. Uh, I'm really excited to be a part of it this year. Uh, just come celebrate Smyrna. Come see what we do to make our community so amazing. And what a great way to, to take in, you know, Smyrna and Middle Tennessee with the food vendors, with the beer garden, with the live music, the car shows. I mean, these are all folks that are in and around the area that are that are pulling together to make this a big party. Absolutely. We've got amazing sponsors for this event. Taylor Farms, thank you so much. Uh, Parkway Wine and Spirits, Jennings Investment Group, uh, the YMCA, Casual Pint, uh, everyone's getting involved so we we hope you come out and join us i know there's going to be some uh, entertainment for the kids as well so we have the uh, the train rides and things like that what else can we expect for the kiddos uh, the ymca is going to be participating so of course they're going to have some fun things we're still working on a few others that uh, just expect that we're going to have a great time. All righty. Fantastic. So that's going to be September 24th and 25th. And that is going to be over in uh, Smyrna. And it's going to be the uh, 14th annual Depot Day. So I know once you get up to 10th, 15th, 20th, after a while, you say they must be doing something, right? Because this is the 14th year they've done it. So uh, folks have had a lot of fun in the past. Now, uh, vendor registration is still open online. So if you go over to the website, which is simatn.org. But if you do what I did, just punch in uh, Smyrna Depot Days on Google and hit that first link and uh, you can still uh, get vendor registration going so what kind of vendors have they seen in the past is this um, you know folks with artsy stuff and different things like that a little bit of everything is there kind of a curriculum of, of what kind of vendors or is it just a little bit of everything it is uh, it's a collective there there's everything from jewelry handmade items food uh, you name it you name it everyone's gonna be there there's gonna be a huge variety of things to see 
So. And this is going to be one of those events you're going to want to go for both days because it's going to be a little bit different each day. So you got the car show, you got the live music. It's going to be a little bit different both days. So this is going to be uh, one you want to come back for on the second day. Absolutely. We're going to keep changing it up. It won't get boring. <laughs> All righty. So tell us a little bit more about the car show. Any any details there? And is there still room for folks to bring a classic car or are you guys full? I believe there's still room. We still have plenty of time to get them signed up if they want to be a part of that. You can uh, email us at info at SIMATN.org. Uh, please reach out. Like you said, uh, send us an email. Go to the link. If you go to our website, lovesmyrna.com, you can click on the Depot Days tab and get all kinds of information and also contact us. All righty. We're going to take a quick time out. We'll be back to wrap up in just a second as we're chatting with Andrea Bassan. We're talking about the 14th annual Depot Days. That's going to be in Smyrna coming up in, oh, just about two weeks. It is free to attend. You can set up your booth and uh, bring your classic car, enjoy some live music, and a whole lot more. We'll be right back to wrap up. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. A titan effort to feed the hungry. Welcome and hello again, everyone, for Tennessee Home and Farm Radio. I'm Lee Maddox. Anytime that I get a chance to be involved in anything where we're talking about Tennessee and helping Tennesseans, particularly an event like Shooting Hunger, where we're helping hungry Tennesseans, I mean, uh, sign me up every time. Voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Keith, talking about the efforts of several ag organizations across the state that have come together to establish the Shooting Hunger events that are bringing awareness and support for those that are food insecure in our state. Food insecure is a term that touches really everybody everywhere, unfortunately. Uh, we think about the homeless population and they're obviously food insecure, but you know, we've got kids who are only eating one meal a day, or in some cases, two meals a day. And if not for what schools do, they wouldn't have a chance to eat. And we've lost some of that supply chain to get the food to people who need it. This is the seventh year for the Shooting Hunger events as farm organizations and farmers themselves participate in a sporting clay shoot and raise money for those less fortunate. So far, enough money to provide over two million meals to feed the hungry have been raised. And Mike Key says hats off to our farmers and all they do to support all of us with an abundance of food. Like in my hometown of Franklin, it looks nothing like it did 40 years ago. What hasn't changed though is farmers are the backbone of our economy. They're the backbone of our towns and our cities and our communities in so many different ways. And anytime that farmers get together and put their minds to something, they can make a difference. They've got the juice as we like to say in the NFL. And that is something that no Tennessean should ever forget is the importance of agriculture and in particular, our farm families in Tennessee. And we couldn't agree more. For Tennessee Home and Farm Radio, I'm Lee Maddox. The Doug Young Educator of the Month from News Radio, WGNS and City Tile and Floor Covering spotlights Miranda Good, a second and third grade behavior teacher at Mitchell Nielsen School. I decided to become a teacher when my son was in kindergarten and I realized how important it is for students to have a teacher who believes in their potential regardless of their behavior or academic struggles. 
The most rewarding thing about being a teacher is watching students grow academically and emotionally. When they grow to become confident in themselves and are able to reach their full potential, their whole outlook on school changes for the better. Miranda, what achievements are you most proud of? Working with an amazing group of educators and support staff to organize the best program at Mitchell-Nielsen and recently earning my master's degree in educational leadership through WGU. Before I retire, I'd like to become a special education coach or an assistant principal. Miranda Good, a second and third grade behavior teacher at Mitchell-Nielsen School, is the Doug Young Educator of the Month, sponsored by City Tile and Floor Covering on Spring Street. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 7.50 to 8.10 on WGNS, AM, FM, online. Welcome back in. Right now the time, 8.52, as we're talking about the 14th annual Depot Days, bigger and better as it gets each year. And our guest this morning, Andrea Bassone, who's given us the lowdown on uh, some of these uh, events going on. So it's going to be two days, the 24th and the 25th. Um, there's going to be drinks, food. Uh, there's going to be stuff for the kiddos, the uh, bounce house, of course, the train rides, all that good stuff. Uh, proceeds headed back to help fund and, and put on more great events like this and then going back to the community. So, um, you know, I would say if you can have fun and at the end of the day, you're raising money for a good cause. That is the best scenario you could ever you could ever put together. If you go out there, you can have fun. You can cut loose, dance. You can see the car show. You can enjoy the live music. And when you go home at the end of the night, you know you did it to uh, help the community and, and help raise money and uh, for a good cause. So uh, with that said, a couple questions I wanted to run by you while we have just a couple more minutes for uh, folks who are thinking about heading over. What's parking look like? Where's the location exactly? I know we were talking about downtown, but do we have an exact sure. block and where do folks need to park? Absolutely. We're going to have parking surrounding all areas of Front Street, right in downtown Smyrna. Um, there is a beautiful area right there at the train tracks, at the depot where we hold the event, and there will be plenty of parking in surrounding areas. All righty, fantastic. And then um, yeah, I know Smyrna Parks and Rec, a big part of this. Also, Sima. And tell folks a little bit more about Sima because this is something maybe they've heard or maybe they haven't heard of. So, Sima is the Smyrna Independent Merchants Association. It's a nonprofit that works to promote local businesses and aid um, in the community. Um, we host these events so that we can help each other grow and be successful. Absolutely love it, and that's going to be a big part of some of these vendors you're seeing, the live music, the food, the beer, all that. Uh, going to be folks from right here in our community, so that's kind of cool. And, um, you know, if you're looking to get a taste of Middle Tennessee and Smyrna, this is a, a great place to start. You're going to, you know, again, going to get a real feel for uh, for the community and the cool things that surround us. So uh, with that said, any final thoughts, anybody we need to thank, any shout-outs, any sponsors that we missed? And I uh, just wanted to thank you guys again for sharing this information with us. But as we just have a couple more minutes, wanted to give you a, a moment to wrap up. Sure. Um, please find us on Facebook. Find us on all social media. There'll be a lot of information out there. Um, uh, if you have any questions, please reach out, email, call, text, go to the website. Uh, we just really hope that everyone can join us, not just people from Smyrna, but surrounding areas. Come visit. Have a great time. This is our biggest event every year, and we want you there. Come have fun. 
All righty. Bring the whole family. The best part is it is free. So don't worry about tickets. Don't worry about getting tickets. You just show up and you have a good time. And uh, that's all. That's all that we ask for you. So pretty easy there. A good weekend coming up. That's September 24th and 25th. Going to be downtown Smyrna. The 14th annual Depot Days is going to be a winner, folks. We'd love to see you out there. Again, you mentioned this is the biggest event of the year. So this is one you're not going to want to miss. 8.55 the time. Truman Jones coming up next hour with some live music for us. So stick around while you're listening to your good neighbor station, News Radio WGNS. We'll be back in a flash. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. If you're the parent of a child younger than 12 years of age, you may be struggling with the simplest of decisions right now regarding their welfare, a recent survey suggests, largely because of concerns about COVID-19. Helen Hughes, a pediatrician at Johns Hopkins, says she is hearing this from parents again and again. I do personally really struggle with the balance of the risks of contracting the coronavirus with the risks of not allowing children to kind of exist in the world. You have to take your own family dynamic and your own children and make the best decision you can with the information you have. And then those decisions may change week to week, month to month, depending on the new information you have. It's a really exhausting time to be a parent of young kids because those normal decisions, which were always fraught with difficulties, where do you send your child to school? What activities do you do with them? Now have these additional layers of confusion and frustration and anxiety. Hughes is hopeful vaccines will be provided for younger children soon. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. CEO Radio, I'm Ray Hoffman. Is he more proud of having built the world's leading river cruise operation and then expanding it into the number one rated ocean cruise line? Or is Torhagen more proud of how his family, past and present, is woven into the fiber of his company, Viking Cruises? Based on my experience with him walking the decks of the 930-passenger Viking Sky, I'd say it's a tough call. I have a daughter, Karina, who is really in charge of the brand. We have a place on the ship which should have been called Karina's Deli. But two, three weeks before the first ship was delivered, I came aboard. If I can show you, this place here is called Mumsen's. And Mumsen is a name I gave in Norway to my mother. Mumsen's Deli, where we have her favorite waffles with goat's cheese, and at night we have her favorite pea soup with a little bit of bacon into it. More about this sentimental CEO Tor Hagen on the next CEO Radio. I'm Ray Hoffman. Hi, I'm Wade Hayes, owner of Toots Good Food and Fun. I strongly believe that volunteers make a positive difference in the quality of life here in our community. Rutherford County Commissioner Chanto Sereno is one of those people who wants to help others so much that it seems that he's involved in everything. Just a few of Chanto's areas of service are co-chairing the Salvation Army, the Rotary Club of Murfreesboro, Main Street Murfreesboro, Red Cross, Read to Succeed, and others. Thank you, Rutherford County Commissioner Chanto Serino. At Toots, we strongly believe that it's important for every one of our citizens to give some of their time and talent back into the community. And we want to honor these individuals with a Toots gift certificate good at any of our Rutherford County locations. 860 Northwest Broad Street on Church Street in the Barfield area in Smyrna on Sam Ridley 
in Toots West on Franklin Road at Rucker Lane. We bring people to know you, and you know them. People like Truman Jones. Weekday mornings at 9, only on WGNS. AM, AM FM, FM, online. We'll see mostly sunny skies here.